0: Well, thanks so thankful for my husband, Pastor Rodney, as well as Pastor Ray. Can we go ahead and give a round of applause just for the leadership here at Grace Church? Now, we have started this year off so strong here at Grace Church. Now, if you have not watched the last two weeks of this sermon series, Please go back and watch the last two weeks of the sermon series. Um, Week number one in January or this year, Pastor Ray started off with Vision Sunday. Go back and watch it. There was a reason that it was week number one. Then week number two, Pastor Rodney then went into experiencing God, right? And then week number three, we are talking about discovering purpose. Now, I told them, I said, okay, this is the second time that I have been the third week. You all are setting it so high. We might need to change the order for me next time. But um, I believe that there is definitely a word from the Lord. Like Pastor Rodney was saying, we will be talking about purpose today. And yes, I have written a book about purpose, and it is entitled Hello Purpose. Definitely encourage you all to grab the book. You will probably notice the last name on the book says Dickerson, because that's my maiden name. I wrote the book before I met Pastor Rodney. But I will say, um, we started dating shortly after the book was published, Uh, but he pre-ordered the book. And I knew then, because you know, when people pre-order your book, you can see all of the names coming through and everything and I was like huh he's not one of my family members (laughs) he is not he is not my mom and my mom is watching my mom and dad they bought several copies of course Uh, my brother and sister and then I saw Rodney Carter and my interest got peaked a little bit and I was like huh But in the book, we talk about purpose partners, and I am very thankful because Rodney is my purpose partner, right? When we were dating... he told me, he was like, we are people of faith. Through the storm, through the rain, when I'm up, when I'm down, we believe God, and we are going to take the gospel to the nations. And I am so thankful to be on this journey of life with him. So there is a word from the Lord, and we are going to go ahead and get started and get after it. So we are talking about discovering purpose. And I will tell you, my husband and I have recently gotten into this TV show, this reality TV show, and maybe you like the show as well. The TV show is Survivor. Okay, any any Survivor fans out there? Okay, well, if you are not, okay, some people like Survivor. If you are not, I can go ahead and catch you up. Survivor is an older reality TV show. It was actually one of the first reality TV shows. It has been on for 40 seasons, 20 years. Um, we are not quite at season 40 yet. We're kind of in, like, we started at season 20 just to see if we liked it, so we're around that range but if you're unfamiliar with the show let me tell you the plot so the television show places a group of strangers on an isolated island right where they must provide food shelter water for themselves, and the contestants compete in challenges and rewards to be able to stay on the island and to not get eliminated. They progressively go through the game trying not to get eliminated, and they just try to survive in order to be deemed the sole survivor and, you know, win a million dollars, okay. Now, Pastor Rodney and I are always amazed at the lengths these people go to survive the toll, even for a million dollars, of not having adequate food and water and all of that, the toll that that can have on a person. They are literally just trying to make it one day to the next. So the contestants that make it to the end, they have been stranded on an island for 40 days, 40 days, and by the end, they have lost weight. They haven't showered in 40 days or really eaten a real meal. Literally, all they have done is survive. Now, although Survivor makes for a really good TV show, we enjoy it. Uh, It makes for a great TV show, but I think we all can agree that Survivor isn't really a way to live, right? It's really not a sustainable lifestyle. And it really, as I was watching the show, it really got me to thinking, and thinking about survivor and purpose. And it made me wonder if some of us are living our lives as if we are on the show Survivor. Now what do I mean by that? We are in full survival mode, just trying to make it another day. I guess you could say we are just existing instead of living. We are just pushing through with the day-to-day grind. Now, I know you might be saying, Sharice, yes, I understand that. That's probably unbelievers who were doing that. You know, they're just existing. But can I be completely honest with you? (laughs) Thank you for the person that said yes. Thank you, I appreciate that. Can I be completely honest with you and say that was me? That was me, and I talk about it in my book, of course, but that was me, right? And I think I'm not the only one of people who might be sitting in here today who are just going through the motions of life wondering is there something more is there something of greater significance right I am just existing but I'm not living now why is this important this isn't just something that I'm saying a recent survey taken last year in 2020 (coughs) excuse me of American Christians found that (coughs) you might have to bring me my water of American Christians found, you know what, I'm gonna just take a break. Sometimes when you are 35 weeks pregnant, you just get all, all types of choked up, and just, just all types of choked up for no reason. Any, any mothers out there can just give me, give me an amen. All, all right, we, we are now ready and, and able to keep going. So, I was saying, there, there was a recent survey talking to American Christians that was given in 2020, and it found that 66% believe <clears throat> that, they have, that they do not, that only 60% believe that they have a unique purpose and a God-given calling. So that means 40% don't believe that they have a unique purpose or God-given calling. of believers. Then of that, 18% believe the universal purpose is knowing and loving and serving God. Only 18% believe that. So what does this show us? These percentages reveal that the vast majority of Americans, including those that identify as Christians, appear to be seeking meaning without God at the center of their thinking. So they're seeking meaning without God at the center of their thinking. Thank you. I appreciate this. You know, I might not be able to eat it all the way because I'll be talking so fast it might pop out. But thank you so much for that. (laughs) It might might just come flying out, but I appreciate it. So, many of us want to live a life of meaning and passion. We want to live a life that actually counts for something. A life that means more than just waking up, going to work, eating, and sleeping, and paying our bills on time. Even though I do recommend paying your bills on time, and eating, and sleeping, and doing those things, right? But we want our life to matter, and we want to make an impact. Basically, we want, we want our life to matter, right? So we find ourselves saying that there has to be more than this. I cannot begin to tell you how many people I come in contact with that tell me there has to be more, right? There has to be more than to this life. People are trying to figure out how can I discover my life's purpose and still find that meaning? So there is a burning desire in each of us for our lives to mean something and for our lives to matter. And I am here to tell you that there is more. And that key to more is purpose. And purpose is the game changer. So what exactly is purpose? We might hear that word often. What does it mean? Purpose is the original intent or the reason a thing was created. It is living life by design and not by default, right? I'll be the first to say, and maybe some other people are here, I Google just about everything. I I Google a lot of things, how to get to the grocery store. I'm not from here, so I have Googled that. How to get here, how to get there, a question that might come up that I don't know the answer to. I'm like, okay, let's just type it in my quick iPhone and I will Google it and I'm sure I'm not the only one. Some of you all might just want to admit that y'all know all of the answers. That's great, too. I know you consulted Google, but that's cool, right? But the truth is, I think some of us might be taking a Google mindset to discovering the purpose that God has for us. Instead of starting with God, we are consulting things like Google. So what is one of the first truths that we know about purpose is that purpose starts with God. It's Says in Colossians 1:16, "For everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible or invisible, got its start in him and finds its purpose in Him. So where do we start then? We must start with God right? Living with purpose has to start with God. Since we did not create ourselves, we cannot say what we were created for. Only the Creator can. I'll say that one more time. Since we did not create ourselves, we cannot say what we were created for, only the creator can. Now remember the definition of purpose is the original intent for a thing or the reason a thing was created. So without knowing the purpose of a product, we can easily misuse and abuse the product. Likewise, without consulting our heavenly manufacturer about our purpose, we will find ourselves misusing our lives and not living by God's design. Amen. Amen. We will only discover then our identity, our purpose, and our significance to the extent that we know and discover God. So only through a relationship with Christ can we discover our purpose and calling. The calling to follow Christ then lies at the root of every other calling. This is our ultimate purpose in life. Philippians 3.10 in the Amplified says, for my determined purpose is that I may know Him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with Him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of His person more strongly and more clearly, and that I may in the same way come to know the power outflowing from His resurrection. So people in every walk of life are called to follow Christ with equal depth and commitment. Os Guinness, in his book called The Call, says, answering the call of the Creator is the ultimate why for living, the highest sources of purpose in the human existence. So the first truth that we know about purpose is that purpose starts with God. Then we know that before you were born, you were planned. Yes, you might not have, um, yes, you know, we can settle this once and for all. You are not and were not an accident, Okay, you were not and are not an accident. Yes, you might have been a surprise to your parents, but you were not a surprise to God. Right? Right? Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I set you apart for my holy purposes. I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. So before you were born, you were strategically planned in the mind of God for this moment. So get this, purpose, the purpose of God runs so deep inside of each of us that it literally predates our birth. I'll say it again. The purpose of God runs so deep inside of us that it literally predates our birth. So the next thing that we then know or truth about purpose is that everything in life has purpose, right? We serve a God who is a God of purpose. God does not make things randomly or by accident. He makes things with intention, so yes, the mosquitoes that would eat me alive in Texas, Ooh, growing up, I would have mosquito bites everywhere, right, the mosquitoes that would eat me alive, yes, God created those with a purpose. And the things that we might feel are insignificant were actually carefully calculated by God to serve a unique purpose. So no manufacturer would create and use a product that could not fulfill its purpose. So when creating the product, the manufacturer makes sure that everything necessary for the product to be successful and fulfill its purpose is already on the inside of it before it releases it to the public. Right? We understand that. So, likewise, when God created us, He made sure that we had everything on the inside of us to make an impact on others and to live out our purpose. So then I hope this truth then alleviates any stress that you might be feeling surrounding perceived inadequacies, right? Because your race, your height, your eye color, your personality, intellect, life experiences were all, and I'm serious, all uniquely designed to help you fulfill your God-given purpose. So now that we know these truths, you might be saying, okay, Sharice, but what is the thing that keeps people stuck? And the study that I mentioned earlier, talking about Americans, found that 23% of the survey respondents said experiencing happiness and fulfillment is the ultimate reason for living. The majority of the respondents said that experiencing happiness and fulfillment is the ultimate reason for living. The majority of people said the purpose of life is just to be happy. And I get it, our world tells us and tries to sell us happiness and success and that is the way that you will find purpose in life, right, I am convinced that they give us this equation that if you have more, then you can do more and then you will be more, right? If I have more, I can then do more and then I will be more. So if only I had more money, if only I had more friends, if only I had more Instagram followers, if only I had the latest iPhone, if only I had, and then you could just keep going on and on and on. But do you know what the issue is with the equation and rooting our life purpose in happiness? What happens when you get those things and you're still not happy? What happens when an unexpected pandemic comes and changes everything? right? And people are losing things that maybe they didn't expect to happen, right? There are many people that have more and are doing more, and they still are not happy, and they're still empty. So it got me to thinking that maybe the equation is backwards. Maybe the equation of have more, do more, and be more is backwards. Maybe we should start with being, doing, and then having. Right? So, we have to start at the other place, because when I first start with B, then I know who and whose I am. Then I can do what God has placed me on this earth to do, and then I can have that life of purpose. So, it made me think, what if the enemy's greatest tactic against some of us is to be living purposeless lives? to stay stuck and focused on the wrong thing, right? Because the enemy doesn't care if you're showing up to church, if you still don't believe that you're called. He doesn't care if you're showing up to church, if you aren't contributing to the kingdom of God, right? You can show up to church, but the word isn't taking root and you aren't producing the things that God has called you to produce? So the world wants us to believe that we find fulfillment through happiness. But our greatest fulfillment in life is tied to saying yes to the place that God has called us to. So our greatest fulfillment in life, again, is tied to saying yes to the place that God has called us to. So then how then do we know our unique purpose? And you notice I'm saying know our unique purpose or discover it as opposed to finding it because I don't believe that God is hiding his purposes from our lives from us. I don't think he's like a mean God that is like, okay, we're playing hide and go see, See if you can catch it if you can. No, I think our God is very clear to us and it is about discovering our purpose. So Nehemiah, is a great example of that. There's one individual in Scripture who illustrates this better than anyone else, and his name is Nehemiah. So about in 587 B.C., the Babylonians invaded and destroyed the city of Jerusalem. The temple was destroyed. Some 80 years later, the Jews returned to to Jerusalem, but things, they just didn't look the same, and they didn't look good. The temple wasn't being maintained. Sacrifices had ceased. The Jews had adopted a lifestyle and culture of the surrounding nations, and the spiritual and social conditions of Jerusalem were deplorable. And some of us, we're talking about um, a time back then, but some of us, if we really stop and think about it, it could sound like year 2021 right now, right? But one man back in Persia was about to be used by God, and his name was Nehemiah. And Nehemiah was about to discover and live out God's purpose for his, his life. So how can I develop a life of purpose? Well, Nehemiah is about to show us three things. And the first thing that we notice is that God burdens our hearts. So in November-December of 444 BC, Nehemiah was serving as a cupbearer in Susa when he had a life-changing conversation with his brother and some other men who had just come from Jerusalem. And Nehemiah inquired about the conditions of the city. And in Nehemiah 1 verse 3, it says, "...the remnant there in the province who survived the captivity are in great distress and reproach, and the wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and the gates are burned with fire. So when Nehemiah became aware of the conditions of the people remaining in Jerusalem, it broke his heart. The Bible says he wept and mourned, for a number of days, but not only did the plight of the people cause him great sorrow, but he came under conviction to do something about it. So my question for you is, what is burdening your heart right now? What's burdening your heart? When God wants to use you in some capacity, the first thing He does is to burden your heart for the situation. I'll say it again. When God wants to use you in some capacity, the first thing He does is burden your heart for the situation. So perhaps, like Nehemiah, You will have known in general about the need for a long time, but then you hear about the specifics or you see it firsthand and you cannot put it out of your mind because it is something that will be of help to the betterment of people. So we can maybe see something and think if this was different, it could be so much better for people and it is something that burdens our hearts. Nehemiah heard about the wall being in ruins and and thought about the disrespect that others must have for the people of Israel, and he couldn't stop thinking about it, and it had an effect on him. So like we said earlier, we discover our purpose as we are walking with the Lord. If you are not walking with the Lord, you are not going to have the burden with what the Lord could lay on your heart. Because your heart is not open to him if you are not walking with him. So there was no doubt that Nehemiah was walking with the Lord because we see his first reaction. And the next thing we see in developing a life of purpose is that we seek God in prayer. In Nehemiah 1.4, it says, As soon as I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days, and I continued fasting and praying before God, the God of heaven. When the, what was the first thing that Nehemiah did? Did he gripe? Did he complain? No, he goes to the Lord in prayer. He didn't gripe, he didn't complain, but he went to God in prayer. One of the most important lessons we see in the biblical account is that after Nehemiah came under great conviction, he turned to God in prayer. So I believe that there are many times that we may feel sorrow for others and circumstances, but we are truly committing ourselves to prayer in order to hear what God wants us to do right? A lot of us have a burden on our heart, but we go from burden to just straight action instead of from burden to seeking God and getting quiet and asking God, God, how do you want me to act, Lord? Lord, what do you want us to do? So we must seek and pray God's vision for his vision and plan and not let fear paralyze us to take action, Because where God equips, He will also provide, and where He calls, He will equip and provide. So lastly, the last thing that we see in developing a life of purpose is that we know it is so much bigger than us. God-given concerns and burdens all have one characteristic in common. Do you want to know what that characteristic is? They focus on the eternal. So God-given burdens are never really about you, right? There is always a correlation between what God wants to do in the individual and what God is up to in the world. There's always a correlation between what God wants to do in the individual and what God is up to in the world. So a life of purpose always centers on making an eternal contribution. So purpose calls you to contribute and not consume. It makes me wonder, what impact will you have on this world? If your purpose is only about selfish ambition, then the purpose is not the kind of purpose that brings your world to life and not the kind of purpose that God is calling each of us to. We can see this in Nehemiah 1 verses 8 through 10, and I'll read verse 10. He said, they are your servants and your people whom you have redeemed by your great power and by your strong hand. Nehemiah 1 verses 8 through 10 shows us that Nehemiah knew that the God-given burden he had was bigger than him, and he needed to intercede for his people. So like Nehemiah, each of our unique purposes are linked to a much greater purpose that is beyond ourselves. We are not the owners of our lives, we are simply the stewards. I'll say it again, we are not the owners of our lives, we are simply the stewards. Now when we talk about stewardship, many of us understand stewardship as it relates to money. And although yes, that is one aspect of stewardship, it is not the only aspect of stewardship, right? Many of us are fierce stewards of our money. We are fierce stewards and my husband and I, we have taken Dave Ramsey and we love the course and everything else and we steward our money and we believe in stewarding that, right? But my question for you is, are you just as fierce about stewarding the life that God has given you? Are you just as fierce about stewarding the life that God has given you? Right? Are you stewarding your whole life and not just your money? So in closing, I want to challenge all of us to step out of survival mode into living with purpose. May we remember this quote that answering the call of the Creator is the ultimate why for living and the highest source of purpose in the human existence. May we realize what burdens our heart, Go to God in prayer and contribute to something bigger than ourselves. May we steward the life that God has given each of us well. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Lord, God, thank you for giving us a purpose, Lord. Lord, I thank you that we were not created by accident, Lord, but God, you created us with a purpose. Lord, and we just want to pray right now, God, for anybody who might be feeling like their life doesn't matter and that their life is meaningless, Lord. Lord, or for somebody who is trying to discover the purpose that you have given them. Lord, I pray that you allow them to realize that you have called, them. You have given them a call. You have given them a purpose, and you have called them to contribute to this world, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the purposes that you have given each and every believer in this room, that from the believers in this room, we will see miracles, signs, and wonders, Lord. Lord, from the believers in this room, more believers will come from the north, south, the east, and the west, God. God, I thank you for the purpose that you have given each and every one of us, but Lord, we know that we will only discover it to the extent that we discover and know you more, so Lord, let us know you more, and we love you, and we praise you, in Jesus' name, amen.